Good afternoon. Welcome to our study of the Psalms as we go through the book of the Psalms from chapters 1 through 150. Uh, we are going to be uh, studying Psalm chapter 49 today. Psalm chapter 49 um, is a psalm that we'll be reading. It is a psalm not attributed to David, so this is not one of David's psalms, but we might purport or we might um, see a psalmist, that, perhaps the same psalmist that we read um, last time. So Psalm uh, 43 and 42, it might be the same psalmist uh, or a similar psalmist, but <clears throat> it's uh, potentially uh, one of the psalmists that wrote during the Babylonian captivity and during the exile in Babylon. So we're reading Psalm chapter 49 today, and Psalms 49 verse 1 starts off like this. Hear this, all you peoples. Listen, all who live in this world, both low and high, rich and poor alike. My mouth will speak words of wisdom. The utterance from my heart will give understanding. I will turn my ear to a proverb. With a heart, I will expound my riddle. So first, this intro, verses 1 to 4. Uh, it's It's trying to draw the attention of the readers, trying to draw the attention of the listener of the psalm as it tries to expound or, or expand upon a mystery uh, that seems to be hidden or that seems to be uh, misunderstood or something that uh, is difficult to understand. It's, it's an utterance from, the, from his heart, uh, which will give understanding, a turning an ear to a proverb, something that he has heard himself, something that he has understood, and it's it's something that we might assume that he's understood from God or or something like this. But anyways, he he goes on to expand on this uh, this this riddle that he talks about. Uh, and so verse five he continues says, "Why should I fear when evil days come, when wicked deceivers surround me, those who trust in their wealth and boast of their great riches? No man can redeem the life of another or give to God a ransom for him." The ransom for a life is costly. No payment is ever enough that he should live on forever and not see decay. So the riddle um, or the thing that he has trouble understanding that he's going to expound on, some, some mystery of the world, is kind of this idea of the power of, of the wicked, the power of the rich, the power of those people who seem to prosper despite the fact that they are unrighteous, despite the fact that they are... Um, not good people. So that's kind of the mystery that he's expounding on, but he's going to explain this. And so he says in verses five through nine, he says, I have nothing to fear. I have nothing to fear of those who have great power, of those who have great wealth, uh, because, and this is verse seven, no no man can redeem the life of another or give God, or give to God a ransom for him. The ransom for a life is costly. No payment is ever enough. There's no payment that could ever cause someone to live on forever and not see decay. That's verse 9. So this section, verses 5 to 9, kind of outlines the problem. Uh, he's basically saying that, that everybody dies, and he'll expand on this as we read through the verses, but he's saying that no matter what we do, no matter how much power we have, no matter how much wealth we have or accumulate, there is nothing we could do or give to make our lives last forever. There's no payment we could give to God to ransom our lives and to gain our lives and to never see decay. So verse 10, for all can see that wise men die, the foolish and the senseless alike, they all perish and they leave their wealth to others. Their tombs will remain their houses forever. 
their dwellings for endless generations, though they had named lands after themselves. But man, verse 12, despite his riches, does not endure. He is like the beasts that perish. This is the fate of those who trust in themselves and of their followers who approve their sayings. Like sheep, they are destined for the grave and death will feed on them. The upright will rule over them in the morning. Their forms will decay in the grave, far from their princely mansions. But God will redeem my life from the grave. He will surely take me to himself. So this section of verses, verses 10 uh, to 15, this psalmist is talking about the fate of all people. He says, whether you're wise, whether you're foolish, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, it doesn't matter who you are, whether you're powerful or powerless, everybody dies, essentially. Everybody goes into the grave. Everybody's um, riches don't last. No matter what you accumulate here on earth, you can't take it with you, basically. That's what the psalmist says. Your wealth, it gets left to those who, who, who you leave behind. You can't take your houses and your riches and your power down into, down into the grave, you go by yourself, right? And so he says, like the fate of those is verse 13, of those who trust in themselves, the ones who put their confidence in, in who they are, who put their confidence in, in their wealth and their power, in the stuff that they've accumulated, in, the, in these idols, we could even say. Those who put their trust in those things and the followers who approve their saying, they are like sheep that are destined for the grave and death will feed on them. And so he's saying that these these people who put their trust in themselves, who put their trust in idols of objects and power and whatever you want to call it, he says they are like people who are shepherded. This is the image that is being painted in verse 49. They're sheep destined for the grave. And specifically the words that he uses kind of portray this image of uh, being shepherded by these idols, by this power, by this wealth, by all of these things that we put our hope in sometimes, and they lead us to the grave. That's what the psalmist is saying. And he says, and death will feed on them. Death consumes all those who put their trust in these idols and in these things, right? But then he says, the upright will rule over them in the morning. This is the morning of the new day. This is kind of like um, a similar a symbol of what is to come. This is what they say when they talk about the night and the morning. They're talking about this morning of the new day being this new promise that happens. And we read that in verse 15 specifically. It says, their forms will decay in the grave far from their princely mansions. They can't take anything with them. But, verse 15, this is, this is the big but here. This is the big contradiction to all this um, kind of this, the state of being, the state of the world. He says, everybody dies, wise, foolish, rich, poor, no matter what. But, verse 15, but God will redeem my life from the grave he will surely take me to himself. In verse 16, do not be overawed when a man grows rich, when the splendor of his house increases, for he will take nothing with him when he dies. His splendor will not descend with him, though while he lived, he counted himself blessed and men praise you when you prosper. He will join the generations of his fathers. He will go to, to, to be with his fathers, with those who have died, who will never see the light of life. A man who has riches without understanding is like the beasts that perish. So Psalm 49 is kind of a somber psalm if we if we think about it. If we focus on on everything else, on on the fact that everybody dies, whether you're rich or poor, that um, that no one can can live forever. Basically, it seems like a very somber and very solemn psalm. But it's so interesting because verse seven. We're going to read verse seven uh, through nine, and then we're going to compare with verse nine. The psalmist says, "No one can redeem the life of another." So this idea of redemption. Uh, is the idea of paying a ransom or uh, giving enough to be able to to buy either a piece of land or or a person, and so that kind of draws memories of um, maybe Ruth and Boaz when you think about uh, Ruth and Naomi, how they were um, they had lost their husbands, they had lost their providers, and so 
part of the system of Israel was to redeem the people by this guardian redeemer who would then kind of take them in, be responsible for their life, responsible for carrying them. And it's the same imagery that is being portrayed here in Psalm 49. So the psalmist says, no man, not a person can redeem the life, the fullness of the life of another or give to God a ransom for him. The ransom for a life is costly. It's too high a price. No man, no person, no human could ever pay the price to redeem the life of another. Uh, that he should live on forever and not see decay, right? So the, obviously there's a system of redeeming lives and redeeming and, and saving people from, from death sentences and whatever. But specifically the psalmist is saying, there is nothing we could pay or do to live on forever, right? Once we die, we die. There's nothing that we could do to extend that, um, that natural death that, that everybody is led to. But verse 15, this is the beautiful thing. This is the, the contrast here. But God will redeem my life from the grave, and he will surely take me to himself. And it's beautiful because we're painted this, this idea of redemption. We're painting this, painted this idea of paying a price, paying a ransom for life. And the psalmist says not a person can do that. No single man could ever pay the costly price of redeeming the life of another to save them from death entirely. But verse 15 contrasts that by saying, but God will redeem. God can pay the price. God can pay the ransom. God can save life from the grave and will surely take him and take us to himself. And so the psalm may be a somber psalm. It may be a kind of uh, um, a darker psalm. But in the midst of, of this darkness, this realization that everybody dies, that no matter what we do, we're all subject to death. There's this beautiful light that shines in verse 15 that says that God will redeem my life from the grave. He will surely take me to himself. And so we can see this and, and we can kind of look forward to this beautiful redemption and this hope that we find in Jesus. That God pays this ransom. God pays this price through his son, through the sacrifice on the cross. God pays a, the costly price that no man could ever pay to redeem not just my life, not just your life, but the life of all of mankind, past, present, and future. God pays this the, the, the most expensive cost he could ever pay on the cross to redeem our lives from the grave, from sin, to give us this hope in the morning, like it talks about in verse 14. So there's this beautiful light that comes through in Psalms 49, that no matter how much darkness we see in the world, no matter how bleak uh, the situation may seem, no matter how overwhelmed we may, we may, may feel from, from the anxiety of, of kind of the world around us, this, this beautiful light shines through that God has already paid the price that God is worthy enough to pay the price, that God can pay the, this costly price that no man can pay, and that no matter how many people, and no matter who goes into the grave, and no matter what our destiny is uh, on earth here uh, with, with our humanity and, and with, with our mortality, this beautiful thing is that God has redeemed us from the grave, and we can live with Jesus. We can live in this morning, in this eternity, in this, in this promise that God has redeemed us. God has paid the price, and we no longer have to fear the grave because God can redeem us from death, redeem us from sin. Uh, so that's hopefully the lesson that, that you can see in Psalms 49 is this beautiful redemption, this beautiful light, this hope that we experience through God who prays, pays the price so that we might live and not fear death any longer. So let's pray to end this study of Psalms 49 and we'll be uh, reading tomorrow, we'll be reading Psalms 51 I believe I have to double check here, uh, but we'll be reading Psalms 51 tomorrow. So uh, let's pray, pray to, to close this, this Psalm 49 study.
God, we are incredibly grateful for this hope that we find in you, hope that we find in your son. Uh, it can be so discouraging sometimes. It can be so disheartening sometimes when we see and hear and, and experience the darkness around us, the experience uh, some of the bad news that, that, that we learn about, about just the people suffering and dying and, and all, all this stuff that kind of may lead us into anxiety and may lead us into fear. Uh, but God, we, we read through this Psalm 49 that even though all men and women may die, even that all people are destined to, to death through mortality, there is a hope and a promise that you can redeem us. There is a hope and a promise that even if we face the grave, we don't have to fear death because you have paid the price, this high price, to save our lives, to ransom us, to rescue us from the grave. And even if we rest in the night, in the night of death, like Psalms talks about, we have hope in the promise of the morning, the morning of the resurrection, the morning of, of the hope of Jesus. And so, God, I just pray that despite the anxiety, despite the fear that may be surrounding us, I pray that you would give us and instill us in this, this hope, the hope in Jesus, the hope of redemption, the hope of the resurrection, the hope of peace through all uncertainty and peace through our storms. So, God, we are, thank we are thankful for, for you for paying the price. We're thankful to your son, Jesus. Uh, for, for giving up his life on the cross for us. So we thank you so much for everything that you've done. In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. So um, as always, if you found something interesting in Psalms 49, or maybe you have a different take or something that you're enjoying from Psalm 49 as you read it, um, please feel free to leave it in the comments below. If you have prayer requests, feel free to leave it in the comments below. We'd love to connect with you. Uh, we'd love to reach out to you as well. Uh, so join us tomorrow as we read Psalm chapter 51 uh, tomorrow at 12 p.m. Uh, we're praying for you, uh, praying that you stay safe and, and that you take care and have a good rest of your afternoon.